<laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord with all my heart. Woo! Mm. That's such a glorious presence. Let's take our confession. Let's take our 2023 confession together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Two, three, go. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny and no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose, and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous and I am vindicated. A new day has dawned for me. The struggle is over forever. And the Lord is adding to me another one. Again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp. And I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move. Valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land and the ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you and I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me and he will show me kindness and mercy. 
I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Hallelujah. The covenant will deliver for you. Your covenant with God is your most precious and most prestigious possession on this earth. Time is the best friend of a covenant man or woman because over time, the fruits of the covenant will be produced in your life for all to see and there will be no controversy over the fact that God is with you. Somebody say, God is with me. Say it again, God is with me. We all know now that scripture and I, I, I want to keep reminding you I want you to know it like the back of your hand. 2 Samuel 23 and verse 5. Is it not, this is David speaking, is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes. He has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreements are arranged and guaranteed. In every detail, he will ensure my safety and my success. I want you to know that scripture. I want you to know it like the back of your hand. Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes. He has made an everlasting covenant with me his agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail he will ensure my safety and my success as a, that's another that's another 2023 scripture I want you to know it like the back of your hand And earlier today, the Lord gave us another, yet another 2023 scripture. Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. Would you put that up for us, please? Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. Hallelujah. This is another 2023 scripture. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. That's another 2023 scripture. I want you to know that one too like the back of your hand. But let's go to Second Kings and chapter 4. And let's, let's look into the word of God there. I promise you it will be short. I believe God in 20 minutes I'll be done. 
Did somebody release their faith? I just, when I came to the pulpit, I don't know if it's here, in person, or virtual. But the Lord wanted me to declare his peace is available to his covenant children. There are so many things that cause people anxiety. There are so many things that cause people to be bothered. Some of it is physical. Some of it is emotional. Some of it is stress. Some of it is, a lot of it actually, a lot of it can be finances. A lot of it can be finances. Because for most people, when you drill down, most things really do boil down to finances. For most people. When something affects finances, it generally tends to attack the peace. And I, I told you, this may not come out um, neat and nice. It's not, fine, it's not a fine-tuned message because I did not prepare this. But when I came to the pulpit and, and, and started um, ministering to the Lord, I, I could tell the Holy Spirit was redirecting whatever I had planned. Amen. So here in 2 Kings chapter 4, look at it. Uh, a, a, a certain woman of the wives of the prophets came to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead and you know that your servant did fear the Lord and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons. Many of you know this story. I want to preach for 20 minutes. So I'm not going to dwell here too much. I want you to know that that woman's husband was connected with the covenant of God. But he was not aggressive enough to receive and to lay hold on everything that was available to her in that covenant, to him in that covenant. So as a result of that, he suffered and his family suffered. He was connected with the covenant of God, but, but he was not spiritually aggressive enough. First of all, he died prematurely. Second of all, he was saddled with a lot of debt. Third of all, when he left his family, he had not made provisions for them. And when life began to unravel, his wife was frustrated. She did not know what to do. So what did she do then? She ran to the prophet. She ran to the servant of God. I want you to see in this story and in the other one that I'm going to spend a little bit of my time on, there is a connection that allowed these women to go to the servant of God. There is a connection. And that connection was established before the issues in their life showed up. And I want you to see this. When she went to the servant of God, she told him what her situation was. And the servant of God said unto her, What shall I do for you? What do you have in your house? 
What do you have in your house? It's a lot of God's people that are looking for a miracle outside of their house. There's a lot of God's people that are chasing dreams that are hard to catch because they are looking in the wrong places. Right in her house, she had a gold mine, but she did not know it. Right in her house, she had a gold mine. The gold mine was a small bottle of oil, but that small bottle of oil was her miracle. Everything God does, several years ago, I believe it was at the beginning, at the launching, at the beginning as we were preparing for to take off and launch out with the Akron Church. Um, I know that we were doing a series of Bible studies. I'll never forget this. And, uh, and I know some of you remember. I'm sure, Pastor Law, you remember. I'm sure you will. Um, but I was doing a series of teachings that I... T- this, is, this is, we're talking maybe uh, 2008, 2009 maybe. And I was doing a series of teachings that I titled, Take Off Your Shoes. And there were a number of things that the Lord was ministering to us through that series. It was something that had to do with Moses. But one of the points that I ministered very heavily on in that series of messages was God always starts big things in small places. Do you remember this? And you probably remember Minister Chicken. God always starts small things, big things, in small places. Oh, ho. That's a huge revelation. God does not think like we think. Most of us, when we think of a big dream, we usually think of a big place. We, we think of a big beginning. No, but the Bible said, do not despise. Who is it that has despised? The day of small things. Hallelujah. God always begins big things in small places. I want you to look in your hand. There's something in your hand. There is a gift that God is putting in your hand. That gift is a gold mine. It can make you a millionaire. I'm telling you. It can make you a world changer. The wealth and the resources of the nations, the secret and the hidden treasures of life that God wants to use to empower you is in your hand right now. It's not outside. It's in your hand right now. As we speak in this service, you have it. There are many people who already have access they already have access to what God wants to use to enrich their lives and to enrich their generation. But he doesn't walk through a pretty process. He starts from little. When he starts, he starts in the mud. When God starts you off, he starts you off in the mud. God doesn't ever start you from the palace. He doesn't start you from the pinnacle. He starts you from the mud. That's why he had to make sure that Joseph was, he came down from his high pinnacle. The man, the boy, the boy with the coat of many colors, he brought him down from that high pinnacle to become a servant in Potiphar's because he starts from the mud. But your mud will become silver and gold. 
Many of you, God will use you to change nations. God will use you to dispense the blessing of God to the nations, to the generations around you. And you look at the mud, that, that mud is your preparatory ground. It's your preparatory ground. You need recognition. Somebody said, open my eyes, God, so I can see what I already have. God is not asking you to go get something that somebody else has. What you need to get to your next level, you have it right now. You have it right as we speak, you have it right now. The miracle you need to go up higher, you already have it today. Today. Somebody say, God, open my eyes so I can see what you have given me. That's what the servant of God said to her. What do you have? Say, what do you have in your house? Look at it. She despised the small bottle of oil. She said, ah, your handmaid has nothing in the house save a pot of oil. Do you know why she answered him like that? Because in her mind, she has a conventional way in her mind of how riches and wealth will come to her life. She has a conventional way of how God will meet the need in her life. It is not through a small bottle of oil. She didn't believe it would be through a small bottle of oil. A small bottle of oil? I mean, what do you do with a small bottle of oil? You just say, ah, your servant has nothing. Your servant has nothing but a little bottle of oil. Ah, look at what the servant said. The, 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 the servant of God said. He says, this is what he said. He said, go and borrow vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Borrow not a few. And then when you come in, shut the door upon your sons and pour out into those vessels and set aside that which is full. So when you start with what you already have, then you will find out you need sometimes to get something you don't have to make the connection to the supernatural. The thing you are, you are getting that you don't currently have is not what God is going to multiply. It's, it's what you already have that God will multiply. But the thing you are getting from outside that you don't currently have, which is going to connect you to that supernatural flow, you need to get it because that is the vessel through which God will do the multiplication. So when you go out and you are getting, what you are getting is not, is not the substance of your miracle. The substance of your miracle is already in your hands today. Let me say that again by the Holy Spirit. The substance of your miracle is already in your hands today. You already have it. It's somewhere in your house, sitting under a bed, under a chair, sitting on one stool somewhere. Is You already have it. You already have it. Let's go on to our next story. I want to move on. You know what happened with that woman? She did as the servant of God said. She went, she got the bottle of oil. She went and borrowed and again, just like her husband, she was limited by her spiritual aggression. You are, God is not limited. God, oh my. God, what is that scripture in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20? 
unto him, now unto him, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. God is not limited by, God is not limited by anything. You are the only limit that God has. I am the only limit that God has. But if you would take the limits off, and if you would say, God, I believe you. Everything you promised to do in my life, I believe it. And here I am, I'm ready. Let's go for it. God will say, let's go. God will say, let's go. There's only one other man that has been recorded walking on the water apart from Jesus. His name is Peter. His name is Peter. You know the only reason Peter walked on water? Because he took the limit off. He said, if Jesus can walk on the water, I, I can walk on water too. So he asked the Lord, can I come? Jesus said, yeah, come. If you can believe for it, come. Anything you say you believe God for, God will say, come on, let's do it. Let's go. Hallelujah. Let's go. What we are constantly struggling with is removing the barriers. The barriers in our mind. The barriers in our culture. The barriers in our environment. The barriers in our upbringing. We are constantly struggling. We think, I can't do it like Gideon. I'm too small. My family is too small. Where did I come from? I can't do it. I can't do it. But God doesn't see your natural family. God doesn't see your barriers. God is not thinking about your mind. God is thinking, I'm the almighty God. I can do anything. I can do anything. Hallelujah. Oh. I think it's Mark chapter 10 verse 27. Peter was saying something. Jesus said to him, yes. Uh, not, I said, uh, with man. This is how I put it, I think. Please put that up for me. Mark 10 27. With man, this is impossible. He said, but not with God. For with God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm going to my high place. Somebody say, I'm going to my high place. Say, I'm going to my high place. My new horizon is showing up for me right now, right now, right now. And I have the miracle to take me there. I have the miracle to take me there. God is not limited. We are the ones who are limited. And the reason we are limited, we are limited because of our minds. We think, who have I ever seen do that? I've never seen anyone do something like that. And God said, yeah, you are not just anyone. You are unique. I want to do something unique through your life. Uh, I created you with a special supernatural purpose. I want to do something uncommon in your life. Some say, I've never seen anybody do that. No one in my family ever dreamed of that. God said, you are unique. You are different. I want to write a new story upon the earth. And I want to begin with you. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody get excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and I want to do it in an unconventional way. Don't limit me by what you know. Don't limit me by your experience. Don't limit me by your failure. Don't limit me by your stature. Hallelujah. I have no limit. Yes, with man, it may be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. She got her miracle. How many more minutes do I have? I think 
Five or ten? Would you say ten? <laughs> would, would you say I still have like ten minutes? <laughs> I think I have ten. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, I love the Lord. With all my heart, I love him with all my heart. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Let's jump to the second woman. Let's talk about that second woman. Because that's, that's really where, that's really where the Lord wanted to give me, wanted me to give the most of my attention here. This second woman, look at, um, we're still there in 2 Kings, same chapter, verse, uh, chapter 4. Go all the way down and look at verse 9. Let's start from verse 8. It fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem. Where was a great woman? That means she was influential. She had means. This woman's problem was not money. I said earlier on, there are so many different reasons why people have anxiety in life. A lot of it boils down to money. But there are some people in life who don't have anxiety issues because of money. They are not worried about their next meal. They are not worried about their next uh, anything. There, there are other things that are creating that anxiety for them. And there's somebody listening to me today. Somebody is listening to this message. Your issue is not money. What is creating that anxiety is not money. It is something else deeper than money. You are not asking for money. You are not looking for money. But there is something really deep in your heart. And it's causing a great source of frustration. And discomfort. And despair for you. Because it is something that is outside of your control. And you don't know how to get it under control. You know your money can't pay for it. Can't buy it. Your position can't get it. It feels like it's outside of your control. And the Lord is saying to you today, yes, it's outside of your control, but it's under my control. Oh, hallelujah. It's outside of your control, but it's under my control. And if you will plug into your covenant with me, I will bring it under your control. I will give you a miracle where you need one. I will bring the supernatural where you least expect it. I will bring that situation under your control. I will make you a person of dominion, a person of authority, a person of resources, a person of means, a person of peace, a person of joy, a person of rest. She didn't, she didn't need money. She needed a miracle. And her money couldn't buy this miracle. The one thing she was wise about was she connected to the covenant of God. She connected to the covenant of God. Oh, I love the Holy Spirit, don't you? I love the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday during the service, he had us go, which was not my plan at all. He had us go and spend time talking about Abel and his gifts. You remember? We're talking about Abel and his gift and his voice. The fact that his covenant with God kept his voice alive even when Cain thought he shut him down his covenant with God kept his voice alive and during the week I've, I kind of just you know how things happen and you think I've never heard that before 
So I went back in the world to start studying your voice. And started finding out your voice is, is one of the greatest treasures that God has given you. Do you know what a baby does when a baby who is alive comes out of the womb? Do you know the first thing that baby does? The first thing you recognize with that baby is the voice. Your greatest gift is your voice. Your greatest gift on earth is your voice. When you came out of the womb, no clothes, nothing. You had nothing on your body. You owned nothing. You had not bought your first car. No bicycle. <laughs> your hallelujah. What did you have? You had your voice. Your voice. Your voice is one of the greatest gifts God has given you. Sometimes by using your voice, God can open doors to you. Sometimes by using your voice, he can make a way where there is no way. Something people say, this is impossible. When your voice speaks, doors open up for you. It's one of the greatest gifts God has given. So the devil will constantly attack you to try to take that gift away from you. To shut down that gift. How many more minutes do I have? Five? I have like five. This woman had a gift. She plugged that gift into the covenant. Let's read this together. It fell on a day as Elisha passed, this is verse 8, passed to Shunem. There was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat bread. Elisha turned that woman's house to his house. Every time he was passing by, he prepared himself to go to that woman's house hungry. He went there hungry, knowing that every time he arrived there, there would be food. And he didn't have to beg for the food. The table was already made. He had a seat at the table. He just needed to sit down and eat. She plugged into the covenant. She plugged into the covenant. She gave that servant of God the highest quality of food he had ever eaten in his life. He sat down, he ate happily, he ate, he slept, he rested happily because of that woman. She connected strongly to the covenant. She connected very strongly. It didn't take long. You go read this story because I have to close. You go read this story. It didn't take long. When the servant of God said to his servant, what does this woman need? The servant said, she needs nothing. She said, she needs, she needs, she needs good. Then he remembered, oh, but she doesn't have a child. Ah. He said, call her. What is it that made the, the way for, for this woman? It was her gift. Why didn't, Elisha, why didn't Elisha prophesy to all those other people that he met on the road? On the way to the woman's house. Why didn't he prophesy to them? Her gift plugged her into the covenant. He said, call her, call her. Listen to this. He said, now say, say unto her, you have been careful for us with all this care. This is verse 13. What, what can be done for you? Do you want me to speak to the king for you or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people, verse 14. And he said, then what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered and said, verily she has no child and her husband is old. Ah, he said, okay, call her, call her. And he called her and she stood right there in the door. And the man of God began to prophesy. He said, about this season, according to the time of life, 
you will embrace a son. And, and it was too good to be true for her. She said, ah, man of God, servant of God, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. And verse 17, the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elijah has spoken. You will conceive and bear a son. I said, you will conceive and bear a son. Hallelujah. The son of your destiny will come forth. In the name of Jesus, the product of your destiny will come forth. In the name of Jesus, it will not fail according to the time of life. You will conceive and you will bring forth in the name of Jesus. That which you have been waiting for, that which you have been looking for, that which you have been praying for, you will conceive, you will bring for the son in the name of Jesus the word of God will be fulfilled in your life even though with man it is impossible with God all things are possible she brought forth her son but that was not the end of it in verse 18 the child grew up and it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And his father said to, the, to, to a lad, to one of his servants, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon and then he died. Her miracle died. Her miracle died. Her miracle died. Her miracle died. Something she rejoiced over. She invited the entire neighborhood. Everybody rejoiced with her in her old age when she had her son. That miracle died. She said, this is my testimony. Look what the Lord has done for me. For many years, I thought I would never have one. See what the Lord has done for me. A miracle died. A miracle died. A miracle died. I want you to know, the fact that the miracle died does not mean God is done with you. Maybe, maybe you've hit a rough patch on your journey. And, and maybe what you celebrated over suddenly seems unavailable. Maybe it feels like it's gone from you. That does not mean God is done with you. That does not mean it's over with. The same God who birthed the miracle can raise the miracle from the dead. I want you to know that. Write that down if you can. The same God who birthed the miracle in the beginning can raise that miracle from the dead. That same God can recreate life and give you hope. For your future. 
That same God can give you a new beginning. That same God can turn that situation around. Men may have given up on it. People may have given up. Everybody may have said it's too late. It's over with. But I'm here to declare to you on the authority of the word of God that even though that miracle seems dead, God can breathe new life into it. God can breathe new life into it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She knew where to go. She got up in verse 21. She laid him on the bed of the man of God. See, she's a covenant woman. She's a covenant woman. When things go wrong in your life, where do you go? Where do you go when things go wrong in your life? I know where I go. I go to the rock that is higher than I. I go to the son of the living God. I call on the name of Jesus. When it looks like all else has failed, I know where I go. I know where my help comes from. I know where my help comes from. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help does not come from man. My help does not come from people. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Miracles are being birthed in this place. Miracles are being birthed in this service. Something is going on in the realm of the spirit. Something supernatural is happening in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the doctor's report says it's over. Hallelujah. When the financial advisor says it's over. Hallelujah. When your attorney says there is no way out, hallelujah. God says, Watch me work. 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 There's a miracle coming back to life. 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 Watch me walk. God said, watch me walk. Watch me walk. Come on. Make room for me. Watch me walk. Make room for me. Watch me walk. I'm a covenant keeping God. I'm a covenant keeping God. I am not a man that I should lie. I'm not the son of man that I should repent. When I say it, I declare it. I bring it to pass. I have the wherewithal to fulfill every word that I've spoken. I'm the almighty God. I have no limits. And there is nothing impossible for me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 
she called unto her husband and she said, send me a prayer. Some of the young men, the servants. I need to get to the man of God. I know where my help comes from. I need to get to the covenant. Get me to the covenant. Get me to the covenant. When all else fails, get me to the covenant. When all hope fades, give me to the covenant. When it looks like there is nothing working, get me to the covenant. When the riverbed dries up, get me to the covenant. When it looks like there's no way around it, get me to the covenant. Hallelujah. 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 The husband said, why are you going to the man of God today? Huh? We're not celebrating anything. It's not Independence Day. Why are you going to the servant? Look at what she said. She said, it shall be well. I have the word of the Lord for you. It shall be well. Have peace. Settle down, have peace. Settle down, have peace. Stop listening to the music of the devil. The music of the mockers. Stop listening to the music of the mockers. Have peace. It shall be well. That's what she told her husband. That's what she told her husband. Then she she rode aggressively. Somebody say aggressively. I don't know about you. I want everything that God has promised me in this covenant. No matter how high, I want everything. I want everything. She rode aggressively. She told to the servant, she said, ride aggressively. Drive me fast. Drive me fast. Time is of the essence. Drive me fast. said in verse 24, she started and asked and she said to herself, and drive and go forward and slack not your riding for me except I tell you, go fast as fast as you can go. Time is of the essence. And she came to the mount, man of God at Mount Carmel. Came to pass when the man of God saw her far off. He said unto Gehazi, look at the woman. This is Shunammite woman. Run now, pray you, meet her and ask her, is it well with you? Why is God running to you when you are running to him? There are some people who are running to God and God is turning away. They are running to him and calling his name and he said, do I know you? But when you run to him, he's running to you. He recognizes you from a distance. He said, before you call, I will answer. While you are still praying, I will get it done. Why? Because you are a covenant child of mine. You are my covenant child. You mean everything to me. You are 
precious to me. You are like the apple of my eyes. I love you with an everlasting love. When you run to him, he runs to you. He runs to you. He runs to you. You have a right. It's called covenant rights. It's called kingdom rights. You have a right to healing. You have a right to restoration. You have a right to provision. I'm telling you by the spirit of God, you have a right to prof to prosperity. You have a right. You have a right. You have a right to peace. Said unto him, is it well? Is it well? And she answered in verse 26. It is well. Hear her faith speaking. Hear her faith speaking. It is well. You know this story. The man of God went with her. Went to where the dead child was. He ministered to the dead child. The dead child came back to life. It is well. Whatever the gap that has been created in your story, the covenant-keeping God is coming with his mighty chariot to fill up every gap, to fill up every gap. He's coming. And the Bible says, He that shall come, he will not tarry. He will not tarry. Here he comes. Here he comes. Your covenant keeping God to make your life beautiful. To make everything alright. To do what the power of man could not do. To change your story forever. Here comes the man of God. Here comes the miracle worker. Here comes the covenant keeping God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody, wherever you are. Whether you are here in this room or online, wherever you are, virtual, wherever you are, stand to your feet. Begin to say, it is well with me. It is well with me. It is well with my soul. It is well with all that concerns me. Everything is turning out well. Everything is turning out well. Everything is turning out well. My covenant keeping God is fighting my battles. This battle is not mine. This battle is the Lord's. My covenant keeping God is arising for me. He's in the Red Sea for me. My covenant keeping God is raining down miracles upon my life. My covenant keeping God is providing peace. My covenant keeping God is making a way where there is no way. My covenant keeping God is raining down miracles. My covenant keeping God Go ahead and reach out in faith and take it. Take your peace. Come on, take your peace. Come on, take your peace. Take your miracle. 
take your restoration. Wake up that baby from the dead. He's not dead, he's sleeping. Wake him up from the dead. He's not dead, he's sleeping. Wake up that miracle. Come on, say stress. Speak to that miracle. Breathe upon that miracle. You are not dead, you are sleeping. Come on, arise. Come on, arise. Come back to life. Come back to life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see testimonies. I see testimonies all over this place. I see testimonies all over this place. I see testimonies all over this place. I see a rewriting of your story all over this place. I see a rewriting of your story all over this place. When you go home today, you receive the peace of God. You receive the promise of God. I want you to look everywhere in your house and ask yourself the question, what do I have in this house? That is the open door to the miracle that you expect. That is the breakthrough, the connection to the supernatural. Go in there and dig it up. I don't care how little it seems. I don't care how insignificant it looks. That is the substance of your miracle. Then take the peace of God like a garment and begin to execute the work and the promises that have been made unto you. Lay hold, lay hold on what the Lord has declared to you and you will see miracles. You will see miracles. You will see miracles. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for your mighty presence in this service. Thank you for your holy word. We take it. We receive it. We thank you for it. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Something is happening in the lives of your people. Out of this service, some supernatural work has already transpired. And great testimonies are going to line the path of your people. You will make them mighty in their generation. You will make them mighty in their generation. You will make them the envy of the world. The envy of the nation. The envy of their community. You will perfect everything that concerns them. You will fill their cup to overflowing. You will fill their cup to overflowing. You will perform to the uttermost every word that you have spoken concerning them. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Go ahead and give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Come on, praise him some more. Praise him some more. Praise him some more. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.